Weddings are the celebration of all the details that make a couple perfect for each other. And you can find your perfect fit too at Indochino. Choose every detail of a custom tailored suit, from lapels to linings and more, starting at just $4.99. My bad. Shh. Sorry. Find the suit that's perfect for you. Go to Indochino.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's 10% off $3.99 or more at INDOCHINO.com. Code PODCAST. Three. Two. One. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Examine your reality. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And we'd like to go ahead and uh, welcome our special guest co-host, Amanda Holly. How you doing? Hey. Amanda, so good to have you on. Right. Good to see you guys. It's been you a while since we've seen you. Yeah. I, well, I've never seen Jeremy, so. Oh, that's know, true. This is our first time. That's true. That is very true. This is your guys' uh-huh. first time uh, actually seeing each other on here. So that's 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 new. That's yay. That's <laughs> Anyways, we got a wonderful show for everybody today. Um, we uh, so you know, as per Halloween, uh, they have a, we it's something that's been talked about pretty much all week, and that is the Zodiac Killer. Now, Amanda, I know that you, <laughs> I know that you're a little bit hazy on the 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 whole story behind it because this happened before both our times actually it happened before actually jeremy you were like you were like a kid right like during the 70s i was born in 76 so this was kind of going on as i was an infant as a baby that kind of thing i didn't have any no it wasn't a bedtime story i was getting at the time well i mean like i said my uncle did live up in the bay area at that time and was around for, I mean, he was up there near Haight-Ashbury through the late 60s all the way through 1980. And he lived through the Zodiac Killer era. And it was it was an incredibly tense time. Wow. No, that definitely, that definitely is something that, uh, it, was, it was a time when, it was a time when basically, you know, these psychos are just coming out of the world. <laughs> like, I mean, right after that, there was the, Los, the, 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 the slasher in Los Angeles, shortly after that. It almost like they were trying to go ahead. Yeah, that was that was bananas. I mean, that I actually went through that. I actually uh, lived in Los Angeles when that was going on. Same oh, here. Wow. That was when when Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was hunting L.A. Uh, one of the old ladies that he murdered was only about three blocks from my house. Wait, yeah. well, that could be you. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, no, it most likely wouldn't have been because he he targeted older people, older women, uh, basically easy targets that he could murder easily, rob, and oftentimes rape after killing them as well. He was a very interesting person. That's the killer, the Zodiac guy. No, no, no. no, no this is someone different. Another one. Yeah. Richard Ramirez. The wait, guy. wait. Did you guys see um, the Cannibal Guys in Missouri? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I didn't see that one, but I mean, I've lived through two of the cannibals, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. This guy! Oh my god. Guys, these two dudes had, like, they had, like, 
women in cages and they were like selling the body parts in the black market and they had oh, this, like, nice. which just happened this week and they had this one girl that they, that was like missing they found her dead body there but like her mom went missing 10 years prior and they're like oh my god like it was them and they're like and when they arrested the guy he was eating a human sandwich oh my god I'm gonna this have is to Halloween, that, dude. This is fun. that is bananas. That is literally like that is like I, like I said earlier. That's Johnny Bananas. Crazy. Like that's freaking nuts. Well, I mean, well, as far as well, as, in regards to the Zodiac Killer, basically, um, what happened here is that authorities, these guys named Crime Stoppers. Now, Crime Stoppers, it's a group of like people that are in military intelligence, CIA, all these people that got together trying to find the Zodiac Killer, because this is something that's been like through the decades they've been looking for this guy. He allegedly killed over, well, he took credit for killing over 30 people. Uh, some people some people aren't really sure if he did or if he was just taking credit for it, because it was just, that's just his style. But yeah, it was, it was nuts. It was crazy, and Crime Stoppers believe that they found a gentleman by the name of, uh, they said his, his name is Gary Francis Post. And but Gary Francis Post, he actually passed away in 2018. So they don't know. They they say that it was him. That they have proof that it was him. However, Riverside Police Department and Riverside, California, are saying they're denying this. They're saying that it's not him. They're just they're just saying that it's not him. That they still believe that the killer was um, was Arthur Lee Allen, who they believed was the killer back then, back in like the the late 80s, early 90s. And they, they said that they had so much proof that they wanted, well, they, they had so much proof but not evidence enough to convict or to arrest him. And the day that they were going to actually, they, they got a warrant to go to his house, to his home, and they found a lot of stuff there. But before they got a chance to actually question him, he died of some sort of a heart aneurysm, a heart failure, something like that. And he died before they could actually even question the guy. So either way, whether it's whether it's this post gentleman or Lee, uh, you know, both of them died before anybody could know if either of them was the, in fact the Zodiac killer. That's the thing. That's the thing about the Zodiac guy. I, if you read about this guy, and again, we don't know anything about him particularly, but he did accept the clues that he left that he would send to the police, the tarts and all the riddles and things, or even just direct, you know, rubbing their faces in type letters. What he wanted was this mystery. He's still being talked about 50 years later. I mean, still, out of him. people are still Well, that's, I mean, that's the, um, the mindset of a lot of these sociopathic mass murderers or, you know, serial killers. They want the attention. They want the, you know, people's eyes on them. They want that. It's, it's one of the reasons why a lot of them end up getting caught. But the Zodiac, I mean, this guy, I, I really believe he wanted us doing exactly this. Still debating it. Still trying to work out his puzzles. I mean, his toughest cipher was literally just cracked after 50 years last year. So he had, okay, so, so his cipher, like, code. He had a key to his, yeah, codes. Like, was really this. Pretty I'm much. killed you. Yeah, pretty it, much. It, that's I basically mean, what it was. But it was all like, it was all in code. It was all in code that people could not, they could not, they, they could not, authorities couldn't make out, make heads or tails out of it. 
there was a lot of speculation as to what these codes were that they were from various books i mean i i, I mean personally i saw the movie and then i i, I did the research on it and the movie was really good it starred robert downey jr mark ruffalo and jake gyllenhaal and it was an incredible story it was basically about the journalists and the police that are trying they were trying to figure this whole ordeal out they were trying to figure this out and they just could not figure it out and i mean it was it was one of those things where basically they were in awe of this guy i mean one of the most eerious 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 one of the weirdest moments i'll put it that way <laughs> one of the weirdest moments came when uh he actually called in a television show and he was live on the air they had t stopped everybody else from calling in the show and he was live on the air and he actually was talking to uh this lawyer uh jeremy do you remember the lawyer's name i don't remember the name offhand i, I do not remember the name offhand he was uh there was a lawyer that was a special guest on this tv show and he called in saying that he didn't want to die saying that he didn't want the gas chamber he didn't want to be hurt saying that he had headaches and the lawyer would be like why do you have headaches he's like ever since i killed that kid I've had these headaches. And he would say, you're like really freaking crazy, weird shit. Did you guys see, there's like an HBO league of like a guy they did a documentary on and he had his mic on when he went to the bathroom but he didn't know it. Oh yeah. He's like yeah. talking to himself, he's like, there's so many that. Yep, <laughs> yep, he was talking to himself and actually confessed. He actually confessed. And like, Yep. And what did they do with him? Did they put him in jail? Or well, they well, I mean, yeah, actually, they went ahead and they they uh, the FBI is investigating it because he actually confessed. He was talking to himself, but he forgot that he had yeah. a hot mic on, and he confessed to to the murders, and it was a documentary. And he, he was like, confessing. <laughs> yeah, he had no idea. He's like eighty years old, night like 85, 90 years old, something like that. He's like, oh, he's gonna oh, he's old anyway, like you know. Yeah, like he's gonna like like he's gonna go to prison and last like what a day and then die. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know? his whole life. I think. Like I don't know why was he at HBO and not in jail. Well, they were because well, they were filming it. At the time, I mean, they probably didn't have enough leads or proof. I mean, when you have a lead that suggests somebody might have done it, if they can't get the hard evidence, a lot of times they just don't want to bring it to trial until they have that because they know if they don't get them uh, on the first try, they can't try them again. Okay. So that's why a lot of times, even though they feel they have enough, it might not be enough to get that slam dunk in court and they want to make sure they get it right on their one and only shot got it and that's and that's pretty much that's pretty much what they're looking at uh what they were looking at with him and that's what they're looking at right now that that case is actually still pending i think i i believe that's what it happened what? right now there's still it's still there's still they, like, like, well like jeremy said they don't have enough evidence evidence they need to like just because he confessed that's just what that's, is that? That's the that's the legal process. I mean, what do you want? Guilty is guilty does. He's like, I don't know that, but I. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's pretty clear. What are they gonna do with these camel guys? Say again. What are they gonna do with these cannibal guys? Like, are they still gonna? Are they still out there? The cannibal guys? I don't know, Jeremy. What what are they doing? Can I turn you on to some people who are? 
you know, body parts in his fridge and freezer and he had soup on the stove, I believe, when they actually caught him. And oh, he was a cannibal? No, he was a full-blown cannibal, Jeffrey Dahmer was, yeah. Um, and that was, he was one of the one of the first well-known cannibalism cases in the yeah. United States. Is that what Hannibal was based on? No, um, that actually was taken from a whole other set of books. A whole other guy? Um, yeah, that was actually based on a guy named Ed Gein back from, I believe, the 1920s. He's also the guy that Leatherface in The Chainsaw Massacre was based on. Uh, Ed Gein was a cannibal, but he also skinned and dried their skins. Yes, this guy, Ed Gein, he was a real guy. That's how they... I thought they just ate them. Huh? I'm messing up your scary Halloween. Oh, no, no, no. It's actually a true story. Ed, Ed Gein was a serial killer who used to skin his victims and then dry their skins and oh, made gosh. made himself a mask out of it and stuff. Um, well, what's his name? Uh, Kurt, uh, Bill from Silence of the Lambs. That, that character was also based on Ed Gein. Ed Gein inspired a lot of our movie psychos uh, in today's day and age. Nice. So, why Oh my gosh. Okay. Why do I know all this? this He's got a lot of useless information. <laughs> I also was rather I was rather fascinated in my teens and twenties with serial killers. Just the mindset. I did a lot of reading on the, the psychosis of it and kind of what went into it, how they got caught. So I did a lot of reading on Manson and that you know, Manson family, on Dahmer, on the Night Stalker, on Ed Gein one of the scariest in my opinion was John Wayne Gacy, the man who used to dress up as a clown to entertain children. Oh, no, 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 no. I definitely won't sleep tonight at this point. <laughs> so I've, I've done a lot of research on a lot of this. Oh, the Zodiac goodness. was always really, really interesting in that the Zodiac seemed to want to be caught but was so smart with his ciphers, his puzzles, and everything else that, that nobody I mean, if it is... He was hoping they would... He was hoping they would catch on to catch him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most psychopaths, most serial killers want to be caught eventually. There's no point if people don't know how great they are and how smart they are. So it's it's something where a lot of them do want to get caught. It's a weird psychosis. It's and, a game. Um, it is. It is you know, a lot of times. It's all a game, but... Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that uh, it's definitely something that was plaguing everybody for many years. People from that era were very terrified. You know, I'm sure that, that you know because the thing is, he stopped writing letters. He stopped doing that for many years. He came back like three, like what, like maybe what they hadn't heard from him in eight years or something like he that. Was seven or eight years, and then he sent um, another letter, and that's when he made one of his phone calls to the San Francisco uh, uh, federal, Chronicle. like, no, the, I, he called the actual FBI, I believe, that time as well. Um, some of the investigators that were looking into him. I mean, did these dudes not have any forensics? Like, but you got to remember, exist, back well, it didn't exist back then. Then it, you didn't have the type of DNA that you had. You know, you didn't have the same type of forensics. They couldn't. So. They just couldn't nail them. I mean, the DNA. Analyzed, the, the, the whole DNA, like, you know, looking for DNA and stuff like that, that only started 
that actually really started during the O.J. Simpson trial. That's when they were actually testing out the theory of testing DNA for possible match to a cook to a person's killer. So that's well, this happened. Well, all this stuff happened before, pre all uh, you know. They started looking at DNA and stuff. They they basically based everything off of fingerprints and uh, and handwriting. That's what they were basing this off of, just fingerprints and handwriting. That's the reason why. I am the spy. Well, that, well, that's <laughs> that's how it was. And then Riverside PD is saying that that's the reason why they don't believe. Duster. Say again. Her little finger duster. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, and the whole like you know the magnifying glass and everything, kind of like Sherlock Holmes. Um, but yeah, they were they, they basically Riverside PD is saying that that's the reason why they don't believe that this post guy is was was the was the Zodiac killer because the handwriting and the fingerprints did not match. So they were basing it off of that. They're still basing it off of, off of that years later, decades later, when they should really be testing his DNA. But yeah, it is what it is. Point is. We have no idea what, who, like, which one it it's, was. It's still a fascinating puzzle, and the truth is, at this point, like all Brian it Laundry. It's a puzzle. Yeah, La- it's Laundry. La- oh yeah, the Brian Laundry thing. He's still at large. They still haven't been able to find him yet. He's still yeah, at large. They find him croaked. Then it's you know, yeah. I'm yeah, sure pretty much. Has no idea. Yeah, right. Well, the, his dad has joined the search now, so. We don't know yet, but anyways, um, in other in other entertainment news, uh, we basically were were Dave Chappelle is the cancel culture, the cancel culture, the infamous cancel culture, which I can't really stand, um, is asking for Dave Chappelle. Doesn't really exist. I hate that term, the cancel culture, because it's just a bunch of people that if you don't agree with them, they want they don't they don't want you to be seen. And I'm going to cancel all green M&Ms. Don't oh, do that. Don't okay. do that. That's not, that's wrong. Hi. Here's, what, here's my well, the thing with Dave Chappelle is like you can't cancel him. Like, well, it's it's funny. Eminem doesn't give a you know he doesn't care what people they think of him. Like, well, Dave Chappelle really does not care. Well, here's it. Neither. Yeah, and he doesn't care. He doesn't, really doesn't care because he's actually mocking them. He went on and basically he had a uh, his he was uh, doing a screening. At his uh, for his new documentary at LA's Hollywood Bowl, and he basically said, "quote If this is what being canceled is like, I love it." He really doesn't care. I mean, <laughs> cancel culture to me is just a bunch of crybabies. That oh well, you know, you said this, you said that. Yeah, we're we're gonna cancel you. Yeah, come I'm on. Give you, hold on, I'm gonna give you the other side of that though. Cancel culture is, in effect, capitalism working. Oh you, yeah! You have done something that we like... do that we don't like, and me as a consumer, I don't want to purchase from you now. And if enough people feel like me, mm-hmm. then your business goes down the tubes. Now I'm not saying I agree with it, but that right. is a essential right, freedom, whatever in capitalism, in the way our society works when it comes to businesses. So cancel culture is nothing new. We have social media where people can get on the bandwagon quicker, and you can circle the wagons quicker. But the truth I is, I think it's more extreme. Well, it definitely is more extreme now because you can like, get like, so many more people. Society, and it's like, well, that's the thing is, 
it really doesn't even happen. I mean, there's a, there's a great, I will, I will get the link for you and we can post it at some time. There is a great analysis that I saw on this. Uh, the guy's a congressional scholar and a bunch of other stuff. And he broke it down for about an hour about how council culture really doesn't actually exist. And he talked about, oh, well, this person was canceled. Oh, really? Were they? Uh, let me see. Three months later, they're touring here, 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 yeah. here, Oh, this person. It's publicity. They can't. Oh no, it's here, and now they're doing mm-hmm. this, and they were off for six months. There really is no cancel. No one's ever been totally canceled, even to this point. I mean, we've had some people do some horrendous, awful stuff, and short of them ending up in prison. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Harvey Weinstein. Chris um, Brown has an amazing career. I mean, I love his music, but I like keep, keep going. I mean, our and you bring up a you actually bring up a good question right here involving R. Kelly. R. Kelly has been found guilty of all those crimes that he committed. Now the question is, are we still gonna have R. Kelly fans that love his music? Personally, I mean the guy as a person is a scumbag, obviously. But they all are. But as a singer, his they music I still like his music. I mean, look at, look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, you know, many people accuse him of being a child molester and this, that, and the other. I do know from some people who were very close to him and worked with him for a long time that he did not do any of those things. Well, I will say this. You don't pay four different children $22 million each to keep their mouth shut if nothing happens. (laughs) You have a point there. I'm sorry. I don't. I cannot subscribe to that. Right. I didn't know much of that. that. There were multiple different payoffs of over $20 million. In legal settlements, I mean, there was all done legally. It wasn't hush money. It was done legally. But right. because they accepted the money, there were NDAs. Nothing could be discussed. And there you go. So Yeah, I mean, it's... I, and I, I, for me, I have a hard time with it. I do. Um, I grew up with Michael Jackson's music. It's a part of my childhood. It's a part of my life. But I do find myself struggling a little bit to enjoy his music like I used to. Especially being someone who was sexually abused as a child, something I've talked about mm-hmm. here before, you know, it, it makes it hard for me to enjoy his music and to uh, separate the two. You I know, don't hold it against anybody who can make that separation, but I really no. If, if if he really did it, then it's just again, I'm I'm of the same elf as you are, so those I things mean, I, I, me very much. So. At this point, at this point, I mean, I gotta go ahead and say, you know what? I still like their music. I'm still gonna listen to their music. The person themselves. But here's here's my only thing is like there are I would say probably like seventy percent of the guys in the industry done very similar things, and no one will ever find out. So, and I don't I don't even think I don't think like. R. Kelly, even you could even put it in the same category as like Dave Chappelle saying, "Well, why is this guy canceled right. for for saying something about you know on a topic regarding what he did, right? Uh, the baby or whatever it was, he was yeah. that, versus like when he murdered someone. You know, we didn't cancel him for murdering someone. We canceled him for you know or." What? Whatever. So. Well, and, and going back to uh, Dave Chappelle's case, apparently he made some comments about the LGBTQ plus community, 
and they they didn't like that too much. That's why a lot of the Catholic culture is coming from that uh, that side. Right. And but according to like I've been because I haven't seen the special yet. It's on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. But many people that have seen it have commented and said Dave Chappelle didn't say anything derogatory, yeah, that's and he didn't really say anything right. bad. Because I would have been like upset enough to be like, oh, canceled. Yeah. Like, I'd be upset about it. But, like, but he just, all he said was that, you know, they get more breaks than black people do, according to what I've read, is what he said. Dave <laughs> I mean, but that's Dave Chappelle for you. That's what he says. That's the stuff that he says. Dave like, has always been, you know, wrong and out there and will say it exactly like he thinks it. But Dave has had a history with the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. He has said some very openly aggressive things about oh. trans male and female people. Got it. And the jokes are starting to wear thin with that community. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he feels very strongly, and I gotta say, I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs of that. I mean, I am a, I am a complete and total supporter of LGBTQ rights. I, everybody, you know, has a right to exist exactly as they feel, you know, it doesn't, exactly. it doesn't affect I mean, me. I've never seen it. I've, I mean, I've never really been in a universe of homophobia. I had a friend who was trans when we were like seven. Like she knew. He knew. And it was like, I yeah, like there was no, no one looked at him funny. Our teachers, like nobody acted weird about it. Like, so when I hear the stories of how crazy it was for the LGBT community, like kind of you know. And still can be. I mean, it still really is. Now, a as a black female and being biracial and mm-hmm. dealing with racism in my own family to extremes and growing up in abject poverty and going through all those things and all of the kinds of abuses from the time I was beaten out of the womb, um, <laughs> I could relate more to, you know, my community being Cherokee, being statements he's made has been about transgender athletes competing against women, you know. Yeah. We, we just had in... Because women have fought so hard for our rights. Absolutely. And also in mixed, in mixed martial arts we just had a trans woman who beat the living crap out of a oh, another woman. No. Yeah. This, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. This trans woman who is bigger by muscular, more powerful, more has, you know, I mean, you can see the difference just, you could eyeball the difference even if you know nothing about fighting. Yeah. And so Dave's tried to address that to it. He's been a little aggressive about and scholarships. And exactly. So that's part of the bigger discussion. All Exactly. All that needs to be talked about. And is he doing it in the right way? Maybe not. You know, he's maybe doing it in a way. That's not what you say. It's you know, it's how you say it exactly. Um, But again, is is anybody really getting canceled? No. 
That's never going to happen. People are going to get a little pissy. You know, he might we'll lose, get canceled before Dave Chappelle gets canceled. He, he might yeah. lose one sponsorship <laughs> and he'll have it back the next week. I mean, it's. And that's just that's no. just day for you. That's just day for you. He's just gonna go ahead. He's moving forward. He, obviously, he's already moving forward. I think it's best that everyone feels free to say what they need to say because if we don't have that, then you're gonna have a lot of people hiding things. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that, but unfortunately, right now, everybody's too damn sensitive for their own good, and it's annoying as all hell. So yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, but. You know, he's good, and he just, you know, he just released his new documentary. Netflix special's doing fantastic. Everybody's loving it, so good for him. I, I, I'm going to watch it uh, probably tonight. I mean, it's Friday after all, and I have no line, so I'll probably just be here at home doing nothing. Anyways, uh, moving on in other entertainment news. Uh, Madonna decides to make Jimmy Fallon incredibly uncomfortable. I know that. was That was... Man, she's 63 and still very, very playful. It's I a love very her. Madonna thing to do, I think. I mean, it's just so funny because he's like, he's he, Jimmy said something about you're an artist. He's like, well, that's what we, that's what we artists do. We're here to disrupt. You know, right. and I gotta ask you, Amanda. You know, what I mean, is that true? Are artists here to disrupt, <laughs> to cause chaos? I mean, I think. Oh, now you got all. Oh, now you got all sweet and innocent, right? Now you're like, what me? No, never. <laughs> no, you know what? I really feel that each artist is an instrument for the creator, the divine source energy to work through. Um, and each of us is just so different that you know, maybe some are here to disrupt, some are here to elevate, some are here to be bold, some are here to bring uh, inspiration. Some are here to bring out all the darkness. You know, everyone is different. You know, um, personally as an artist, I don't just like painting in one color. Like, I'm very multidimensional as a person. I don't know that I would jump on Jimmy Fallon's desk if I were, but hopefully, <laughs> listen, hopefully by the time I reach my, you know, elder years I'll be in good enough spirits to do what Maddie did I don't know if it was like family friendly I think Oh, it was it was definitely not family friendly. I mean, Jimmy did the best he could to like cover up some of the like crazy antics that she was doing. They did like some sort of a script read where she had to like l- pretend she was licking an ice cream, and she was doing just that in a very oh. very sexual way. And Jimmy's like, no, 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 like he's trying to cover her. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Jimmy, stop. It's Madonna. Let her do what she's got to do. Okay, like, <laughs> just let her be her. In a way, it's cool like that, like J Lo and. Maddie are like redefining what it means to be like mature. Cougars? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I could imagine Jeremy maybe jumping on Jimmy Fallon's desk and doing all that stuff. I think Jeremy should try it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, we have a, there's a long history of people doing stuff like this already. We have Tom Cruise losing it on Ellen and Oprah at different true. times. Oh, we did. Oh yep, yeah. We had Drew Barrymore flashing David Letterman. What? Getting up on his desk and flashing Letterman. Yeah, we well, have Miley Cyrus who had I think Letterman or Fallon feel her up. Oh. Um, 
we had there's oh. people you know she like jumped on the desk and grabbed his hand i don't no, remember she, which she one also, she, she also she also flashed the audience yeah, according flashed. to the reports too so again we had a lot of people with madonna madonna oh yeah last night so oh, wait no she did she showed off her bbl her what <laughs> the whole thing that okay like remember the grammys where yes. she's going around okay because she got a brazilian butt lift Oh, that's right. They were talking. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. They were talking about that. Really proud of it. Well, that's one thing. But apparently, she flashed her top to the audience last night. Yeah. No. Well, is it? Hold or, on. Was it? Was I'm it? looking at it right now. I'm not. I'm not really believing. I think. I think. I think, the, I think the flashing that they were talking about was her butt. She was oh, really? Her butt. Yeah. yeah. Was oh, see, then, was... then Drew already got them all beat. <laughs> I think the only thing that made it controversial was Madonna's but like at the same time, you know, we need to like thank her because it's like 60 is the new 25. 60 is like the new 80 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she still, she still looks good. She still looks good for 60. I mean, you know, she's got a lot of energy, so good, good for her to yeah. continue to do what she's My doing. I mean, manager before he passed, uh, the great Burt Fidel, um, Godfather of the music industry. He was her business manager for like three decades. And he told me quite a few interesting stories. So I would bet. <laughs> I don't think I could see anything that would like, surprise me at this point. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, I, I actually, I actually uh, have a friend of mine, my friend Andy. She actually told me a very, very, very triple x rated story about madonna now whether or not it's true or not it's no probably. idea i mean i would um, be a pastor, but it, it had to do with a limo and some girl on girl action oh it's definitely true i i mean <laughs> this is just what she told true. me she experienced so i have no idea it, i don't well it could be true i don't know if it was true like if she was the one like saying like being honest about it or if it really did i have no idea i wasn't there <laughs> Although I'm sure me and many other guys probably would want to be there to see that. Um, so, <laughs> maybe not. Well, I love you guys, Jeremy. Amazing to meet you in Amanda, the Amanda, so nice to finally see you. <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't have as much knowledge of the uh, serial killing. Oh, no, please, you were wonderful. But not a problem. Thank you for having me. You no know. worries. Dave, are we not using the, the Z? No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not there anymore. Okay. <laughs> we're not there anymore. Okay, I'm not used to it. I know, right? I was going to say, I was like, I hope she doesn't call me by my former name. I really, really I don't Okay. <laughs> well, no, thank you so much, Amanda, for being on uh, the Navarro Miller Report, and I hope that we get to see you again very soon. Absolutely. So much fun. All right. Thanks. Take Bye. Care. So, I mean, another another little uh, another news topic uh, that happened was Woody Harrelson punching a guy like this. Like he punched a guy. But the way what happened here is that he punched this guy because he was taking pictures of him and his daughter. So honestly, right there, I would be I, I would probably I mean, apparently, according to reports, uh, it says, it's on 2 it says, quote, the incident went down Wednesday night at the rooftop bar of DC's 
Watergate Hotel, where Carlson has been filming the HBO series The White House Plumbers about the Watergate scandal. Um, it, it, it says that it was a matter of self-defense, uh, according to police, who say Woody Harrelson punched a man who would not stop taking pictures of the actor and his daughter. Uh, the actor allegedly told the man to stop taking their pictures and delete the ones he already had. So the guy, the guy, the guy's at fault here. I mean, it's about time that the guy that's taking the pictures gets punched and not the other way around, because that's pretty much how it happens a lot in this industry. And it's like, dude, this guy, like when you're asked to stop and you continuously just keep going, I'm thinking, guess what's going to happen? Nothing good. Now, I know Woody's, you know, kids are older. I mean, obviously, he's at a rooftop bar with his with his daughter. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, it could be it could be family friendly. It's some, so some bars, fun. some bars call it a bar, but really, it's more like a it's more like a lounge. And generally speaking, you're not seeing a lot of seven year olds running around us. <laughs> true. So, but I mean, this but I mean, this isn't I mean, when I was little. Um, true, true, very true. But I mean, you, you can stick you, the seven-year-old up on the bar while you drink, you know. Ah, good times. See the cancel culture, damn it. <laughs> but, so uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Is your brain just flatline right now? Completely. No, I was gonna, um, what I was going to say was, you got to be careful messing with anybody's children. Plain and simple. I mean, plain and simple. That's, I mean, we can go back. Bruce Willis, Alec Baldwin, both punched out paparazzi and photographers at different times for trying to get pictures of their kids. I think it was Alec when the guy actually stuck his camera and body inside the window to get the photo and Alec just laid into him. Um, You know, I was absolutely for him doing that and I applauded him for doing that. So you got to be careful when you're messing with people's kids. Most celebrities I know, even if they're not the most friendly, are willing to let you have a couple pictures, do whatever. But if you're going to be completely intrusive and you're going to be stalker-ish, then you you could be in for a serious problem. And especially here, you know, here in this area, you know, people know. People know, oh, know. what a stalker is like, what this is like, and how it needs to be dealt with. So. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean... You as 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 an actor, somebody that's known. I mean, obviously your kids are grown now, but put yourself in his position. Had oh. that happened, had that happened with you, I mean, what would you have done? Uh, you know me; it'd have been over with. I mean, if I, I mean, I've been in a few in- instances where the boys had been with uh, with Joni and I when we were traveling, when we were doing anything, and people wanted to maybe start taking pictures and stuff. And again, because of issues with Joni's ex and my boy's biological um, we didn't want photos of them out there for anybody to be able to get a hold of so we had a few instances where I had to ask someone to you know please delete that and people were very respectful Uh, had they not been I may have been the guy grabbing their phone and smashing it you know you never face you never faced a moment where and you and you never face a moment where somebody uh, refused to delete it or anything like that. No, I never. I never. Everybody. I only had to do it a couple times, and people were very cool about deleting it. Um, you know, I offered to take a picture of just me and them or something like that, um, but I never had an issue. Most people have been 
very, very respectful when it comes to that kind of thing with me. And I've never had to get too aggressive. You know the story of the only person who really got aggressive with me. It was back when I was like 14 and I was at the Grand Ole Opry, um, the amusement park there in in Nashville at Grand Ole Opry Land. And this woman tried to drag me by the arm across the park to go meet her daughter. Oh, that's a no-no. Uh, yeah, uh, you could say that. And I was 14 at that time, so I removed her hand quite forcefully from me and told her, you know, in no short terms, not to touch me again. And her... How to say this nicely? Toothless redneck bumpkin of a husband came over <laughs> and decided to get in my face and threaten a 14-year-old. Wow, what a scumbag, dude. I almost kicked him in the nuts, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Our security came over and got it handled and got him out of our, you know, but that's basically what happened. I I was being very nice to this lady and I said, I'd be happy to come and, you know, tell me where your daughter is. I'll come by and say hi. I'd be absolutely happy to. And she grabbed me by the shoulder. And this was a rather large woman. Um, She was pushing 200 plus. (laughs) I was about to say, how large was she? (laughs) She's dragging me physically across the park and I was having none of that. But for the most part, people have been extremely respectful. I've never had to have too many confrontations like that. Um, you know, short of the few people who walked up and were like, aren't you Ben or aren't you Jeremy Miller? And then they just hit me. So, but those only <laughs> happened a few times. <laughs> I mean, they just hit you. What do you mean they just hit you? I had about three different instances where somebody just walked up and was like, hey, don't you play Ben Seaver? I'm like, yeah, that's me. And they just like literally sucker punched me. Why? 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 Uh, well, one time was because uh, this is new. This is new to me. I never heard of this before. This is a new story for me. One time was up at the uh, uh, what was it? Up at Universal Cineplex. Yeah. We were watching, going to see a movie up there, and I'm in the lobby. Didn't even get to see my movie because we both got tossed out. So I got in a fight with this guy. Um, and apparently his girlfriend had a crush on me. Oh my god! And he didn't like it or something like that. So, oh my. That's what I could gather from the babble he was spewing at me after he hit me and in between me jumping up and kicking his ass. So. <laughs> well, I mean, so these people, they hit you because, just because I have they, no they're, idea. okay. That's I mean, just... Not like I was able to get down to it or really get a good, you know, conversation going with them after that. So yeah, I, right. I, you know, at, at least three different times in my life when I was younger, I had somebody just walk up and say, "Hey, aren't you aren't you Jeremy Miller or aren't you Ben Seaver? Or don't you play Ben Seaver? Whatever it was, and then literally sucker punch me." So, wow, that's freaking nuts! It's like you had to, yeah, and like growing up, you had to go ahead and deal with it at school, and then you had to deal with it with strangers. Like this is that's ridiculous. That's just nuts. Well, I mean, Woody Harrelson. I mean, he had a point to go ahead and do what he did. I'm God glad bless he did. Him. Absolutely, back him hundred percent on that, especially if he gave the guy fair warning. You know, to he leave did. him alone. According to reports, he did. Then, he asked him not to do that. You know, if the guy's going to keep being intrusive like that, that is crossing the lines into stalker territory and good on Woody. Agreed. Agreed. In other uh, entertainment news, uh, looks like the old show, that 70s show, is getting a spinoff called That 90s Show. Now, a lot of people may, act, may actually get confused because there, was a sp- there wasn't a spin-off. There was another show that Fox uh, got out, which was just called That 80s Show. 
and it was not had nothing to do with that 70s show it had nothing to do with them or anything like that so a lot of people were confused it only lasted one season before it was canceled um so but they're coming out with a new one netflix just green lit today actually they just green lit a brand new series called that nighty show and this uh, it's it's going to be Bonnie Turner and Terry Turner. Uh, they reunite. They were the series creators. They are reunited, and this actually they're going to be uh, bringing back Kurtwood Smith that played Red Foreman on the show. Uh, Deborah Jo Rupp that played Kitty Foreman. She's going to be coming back as well. Um, so they're going to be they're they're going to be actually uh, they're going to be reprising their roles, and it has to do it, it's 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 pretty much it's around Leah Foreman. Uh, the daughter of Eric and Eric Foreman and Donna. So obviously we know who Eric Foreman is. We know who Donna Pinciati is. They were both uh, the they were both in love. This and the other uh, throughout the entire series uh, that went out. So this has to do with their daughter. I'm according to what reports are saying. I guess the daughter goes and stays with uh, with the grandparents. And it just starts, everything just starts all over again. You know, the sex, the drugs, everything comes back again, just like it did on that 70s show only years later. So it'll be interesting to see Red Foreman <laughs> threatening his granddaughter that he's going to put his foot in her ass. Because that was his coined phrase throughout the entire show of that 70s show. But the real question is, because they're saying that a lot of the characters are going to come back to reprise their roles. Now, the role of High. Played by Danny Masterson. That's going to be something that is a question mark because, as we all know, Danny Masterson is facing a lot of serious uh, allegations, rape allegations, uh, stemming from many, many uh, women that have accused him right now, and it's not looking good for him so far. They, that's why they they killed off his character on um, on the ranch. Spoiler alert, just in case you haven't seen it. But yeah, they killed off his character on the ranch. So. I don't know how they're going to do this. Spoiler alerts come before you say it. Yeah, well, it was years ago. Who cares? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think, Joe? What do you think about this? They're going to have to write around it. I mean, they're not going to introduce somebody else to play that character. They're going to have to write around it. And it's been done before. I mean, look at Fuller House with the Lori yeah. Laughlin situation. Yeah. Um, the Connors with Roseanne. Those are easier you know, situations to write off. I don't know if it's easier. Um, I mean, High was such an irresponsible, I mean, he was a fun character, but he was such an irresponsible dipstick. I mean, they could kill him off a thousand different ways and <laughs> make it very believable. So. Actually, I would have had to say that about Aston Kutcher's character, Kelso. <laughs> he was, he I think was Kelso, Kel, but Kelso's too dumb to die. He's one of those innocents that's just gonna stumble through life and you know hide but I mean, oblivious and you know you knew karma was gonna catch up with him. True, because he was always the one that that had Kelso do stupid things. He was the one that planned it out. So I mean, you're right. It might be that it might be that eventually one of Kelso, one of High's uh, plans to screw Kelso backfired on him and he got screwed instead. So that could be a way they could write it off, write off uh, High. Or have him put it in jail because in one of the episodes of that 70s show, Eric went into the future shortly after he broke up with Donna. And it was kind of like It's a Wonderful Life type of episode. And in that episode, they showed Eric years in the future and Donna had hooked up with Hyde. And then when they when that. they had the, re, the the they reunited, she he asked where Hyde was and she was like, oh, he's in prison again. 
So they could go ahead and fix it that way so that Hyde is in prison. Any number of things can apply to Hyde's character. True. You know? True. I mean, Hyde, that's any, any, you could, you could go so many different paths to, you know, kind of get him wanting to explain why he's not around. But with everything that he's facing right now and the backlash that that would entail, I, they're going to write around it. There's no way that they'll include him. Most definitely. I agree with that. Well, we'll have to just to wait and see. I'm curious to see who they're going to cast as uh, Eric and Donna's daughter. I'm curious to see who they're going to cast as her and who the, the rest of the friends. I'm curious also to see which character is going to come back to reprise their roles. That should be very interesting. I'd love to see Kelso again because he's an idiot. So <laughs> that'd be great for him and Red to get into it again, as they always did. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll see what happens. They haven't set a date as to when it will premiere. It's just been greenlit as of today. So we'll just have to wait and find out to see what happens. In sports, your boys in blue, they're going up against the rivals, the Giants, man. As I mean, I mean, this is a fight for the World Series. This is, this is going to be something that, that's going to be like, this is a crosstown rivalry. And you and I, we talked about this. And this is the fight for the division. We gotta we still got to win this. And then we still have one more team, uh, one more National League series after this. Before is it Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay? No, Tampa's playing New York right now. Or Boston. True, yeah. Boston. And, Boston. Um, the winner of that face is off their division. Chicago White Sox, I think. So the winner of those two will play for the you know division, division title, and then it's us and I don't know who else is in. I honestly have only been paying attention to the Dodgers and Giants. Talk so. about talk about a crazy wild card game, Dodgers against your the boys that you were worried about, the Cardinals. Cardinals. I mean, I told that you, was. Yeah. I mean, how many innings did it go into? Like thirty? <laughs> no, that, that's actually that's the wonderful thing is it it was over in in ten, I believe, or nine. It was it was. Yeah, because I mean, like it went on a lot longer, but it actually. I thought they went ended, If they did, it would only went to like ten. Yeah, because the 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 no, deal no, breaker no. Was, was a. It was nine because Kenley Jansen came out and pitched the beginning of the ninth when it was tied, and then we came out and did our home runs and things. They were tied the entire the game zero zero until no that one. freaking. They were one one. I thought the I thought the home run was the was the game decider. No, the Giants. Um, the Giants had scored in the first inning, I believe, first or second inning. They went up the one. Giants. Nothing. I'm sorry, Cardinals. Were I was up like, the nothing. Giants. We're not there yeah, yet. Looking at the ticker, <laughs> um, but the Cardinals were up one to nothing in like the first or second inning, and then around the third or fourth inning, we tied it up, and then it went just completely one 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 the whole way, and ninth inning. That's we pulled out the two-run homer to win it, man. And now we're going up against the rivals, the Giants. Actually, they're actually playing right now. They're, they're right about now. to start playing very soon. So that's going to be an interesting game to see who's going to go ahead and go forward. I, I don't think you're worried about the Giants. I, I don't, not, not as, as much as you were with the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals have, for whatever reason, had our number for a very long time, especially in these short series playoffs. Uh, we've played them multiple times in the one-game winner-take-all and in those shorter series, and they have just always seemed to have the Dodgers' number and give us a really hard time. Um, as good as the Giants are, I mean, they they beat us 10 to 9 in the season series so they were up one game and they were up one game overall as well they won 107 games we won 106 but in the playoffs your 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 pitching staff matters so much more and i will take 
Max Scherzer, Walker Buehler, and Julio Urias against any other three pitchers in the league right now. I mean, they're they're pitching great. They're top of their game. Max has struggled just a little bit the last couple of games, but still only gave up one run, even pitching, you know, having a yeah. pitching game. Um, I, I really, I feel confident with those guys. Uh, in, a, in a best of seven series, if you have three great starters, I mean, you can literally pitch them back to back. You don't even need to use a fourth starter because you get enough days off that by the time you get to that fourth game, there's been a day off, it's five days of rest, it's what they're used to, and you can pitch the number one pitcher again. So I, I just, I got a feeling the Dodgers' arms are going to win out in the long run. Um, the Giants are a very talented team, but they're also a very, very veteran team. They're a team that people are still kind of waiting for them to fall apart a little bit. They're older guys who have been stars, who've played very well for a long time, but are kind of playing above their heads right now. And um, I'm not sure how long they can keep that up. We'll see. I mean, they've done it all season. So I just, I got a feeling the Dodgers arms are going to, are going to decide this. Well, they're on, they're going to be coming on. uh, They're going to be coming on right now, actually pretty soon. So we'll just have to see the end result of all this. In other sports news, we got Jalen Smith going to the Packers. I mean, that for me, I think that's a good pickup right there. He's still very young. We need somebody strong since uh, I believe it was a Darius. Uh, was it? I think it was Adarius or Preston. I get the Smith guys confused all the time. But now we have a third Smith going to that position. Apparently, you guys really like the name Smith. I guess along the line. I, I have no idea. That's gonna be. That's actually a really good uh, position for him to be at. The Cowboys released him, and he went over to to uh, the Packers. The Packers picked him up. So th- I think that's a good pickup. I mean, you know. I think it's a solid pick. It's not going to cost them a heck of a lot um, to bring him in and see where he can fit and see if he can contribute. Um, I'm sure the back, I mean, it's kind of a no-lose situation for them. Um, if it works out, they look like geniuses. And if it doesn't, they're able to let him go pretty pretty easily. True, true. And, I mean, like we need, again, Defense, it just really irritates me because defense, I think we're set defensively. We need a better offensive line. That's what keeps on, like, that's what boggles my mind about the management in Green Bay. It's like, what are you guys thinking? We need more offensive linemen to cover and to protect our QB. That's one of the main reasons why Rodgers is saying goodbye, because they're just not doing anything to protect them. I agree completely, brother. You know me. I, I believe, like, most other old school football people and football coaches believe games are won in the trenches. And if you are trying to prolong the career of a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and you're trying to help that offense succeed, it's ridiculous to not invest in an offensive line that's going to keep him up and be able to protect him better. True, true. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, Seattle suffered a major, major loss last night as Russell Wilson is out for about a month or so with a broken finger. I mean, I saw I saw the pictures of it. Yeah, that, don't, 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 don't. that thing looked like a zigzag. It looked all yes, I know. I saw it. <laughs> it was one of those that I could feel because I've done it. And I just... He needs to have surgery. That's how bad it is. He needs to have surgery on it. Most likely torn the tendons for it to have gone that direction. And 
Yeah, it's not good. Um, and this is, as you know, incredibly rare. Russell Wilson has never missed a game in his career. Yeah. Never. Not one time. The guy's a machine. He is the most durable player I've seen since, I guess it was Favre, who played in however many consecutive. Yep. But, you know, Russell Wilson is, he has never missed a game in his whole, what is it, 11-year career now, 10-year career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazingly impressive. I mean, uh, is this is this a show of his of him getting up there in age that Well, this is a freak accident, honestly. I mean, the anything with with the fingers and the tendons in those fingers, especially on your throwing hand, I mean, that's a freak accident. It's if that had happened to him the same way 5 years ago and he's right in the middle of his prime, I think he's still missing a month or two. You yeah, know, we, you still have to have surgery. You still got to deal with the tendons. You still got to get everything, you know, working properly. So I don't think it's as much of an age thing. This isn't, um, you know, a hip injury or a nagging hamstring that you just can't get right or any of those other things that are more age attributable. True, true. I mean, it's it just sucks. It just really sucks for Seattle. Seattle's going to be suffering. I mean, quite frankly, I'm not really feeling too bad. Well, I know you're not. Carol. You're not exactly. A I, huge... I can't. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Pete Carroll fan for, no, for really? obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, I'm not a huge Pete Carroll fan. So really, I'm like, we, you know, I'm like, Trojans. <laughs> we smacked all your teams all the time. Was that why? I hate you. <laughs> really, hate but right seriously, think about it though. Yeah. I mean, this is on his throwing hand, and he's True. a quarterback. And that's you who he needs that. You need the tips of your fingers to get the proper spin on the ball, the proper control. This is not like Ronnie Lott, who had the same injury and told him, well, chop it off. I'm not missing the playoff. I remember that. Well, he's not a quarterback. He didn't need that same ability to feel and touch, and it was something he was able to do. True. Russell Wilson can't say, yeah, hack it off. I'll be fine. I think it's going to be really weird for Seattle. I mean, they have never played a game without him. Without him, yeah, no, it's it's. They played maybe a quarter where he got injured, some, but they've never started a game and had him not be there to play. And to add insult to injury, they lost against the Chargers too. Just to go ahead and really get that last little in there, they lost against the Chargers. They not only lost a quarterback, they lost the game. I mean, that's just horrible to have. That's a twofer right there, but. I mean, Russell. Russell will be back. I mean, I, I just, I just think that, I just think that. I mean, I think he's got. Like, I would imagine he would have at least another good six, seven years left. Almost like Rogers has a few more years left. And I mean, this the guy's still he's, the guy's still good. He's still good. He's a mobile quarterback, so maybe he's taken a few more hits than you know most. But Rogers was, you know, much more mobile in his youth as well, and and definitely ran a lot more often. Um, I could see, I could easily see Russell playing another six years. I mean, he seems to be, as you said, a machine. I mean, he hasn't missed a game until now. This is kind of a freak injury rather than a nagging injury or something that'll kind of last down the road. So, you know, I don't see any reason why this will permanently set him back at all. Which is more than you can say for Richard Sherman. Yeah, that one I just don't get. I'm sorry. I mean, I please, Richard, I know you're a tough guy. Don't come kick my ass for saying this, but I don't know what Tampa Bay thinks they're getting with him. I mean, he's been on the downside of that career for a while now. And, you know, I, I just don't know what the what the Tampa Bay defense gets out of signing him. His body is not what it used to be. I don't I doubt he can stay healthy the whole season and I just don't know what he still has to contribute. 
I well, mean, there's, well, there's a reason he was let go by, you know, Seattle. There's a reason he moved on and yep, wasn't San Francisco. by anybody this year. You know, there's a reason San Francisco let him go. I mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, at some we'll, point, we'll, 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 it catches up to you. We'll just have to see what happens in all of that. I mean, you know, we'll see what goes on. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thanks again for uh, watching us here. Uh, thank you, Amanda Holly, for being a part of our show uh, this time around. Jeremy, I mean, always a pleasure, my friend. Always, brother. And we can and, lie to each other on air. Right, exactly. Uh, make sure to check us out. We are also streaming now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few other sites. So make sure you check us out on, on those as well. Make sure you like, subscribe to the YouTube channel because we have a lot of other shows coming up. But for now, that's it for us. We'll see you guys next time. Up next, we have, we're closing out the show with Amanda Holly's Runaway. We'll see y'all next time. Chance. I'm on a new wave, and need to slow it down, but don't feel great.